We're gonna do a quick dive into Montana as they kind of prepare for their January 1st launch of adult use cannabis. They're expecting $325 million market there. Their medical market's been a little bit slow developing, so their state's kind of hoping that this adult use market is going to help with cons- uh, with tourism and uh, revenue. We're going to talk about all of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So with only $1.1 million uh, in population, it's going to come a lot from tourism. So I guess they're hoping some of these these uh, hunters and fishermen and whatever, who, you know, whoever goes to Montana is going to want to use cannabis. Um, they always use these crazy numbers, though. So I would look more at like a Saskatchewan uh, up in Canada as what to expect. And they're looking at like 11 million um, a month. So it's probably going to be a third of that in reality, but uh, you know, that's according to a university of Montana study that they think uh, tourism is going to be the biggest, uh, the big differentiator there. Um, MJ business fact book, they're projecting sales to reach 90 million in 2020 and 325 million by 2025. Um you know, if the other surrounding states are also regulated or there's a federal legalization, that those limits are probably pretty high, assuming um, that it's that that it's just going to be tourism. So I don't know. That's that's my um, opinion. Near term, there's some industry officials worried about the, the existing cultivation processing capacity or insufficient always happens every time because you're not allowed to just create um you know, flower out of nowhere. So they have to start it. And there's always a, a high price and long lines. We've talked about all of that. So um, industry is only able to expand about 30%. So they're going to need to boost capacity. And um, there's going to be some struggles to find enough flour to meet the demands uh, and tourism. So industry officials say that edibles and vape products could be in short supply. And yeah, I mean, if you've seen any of the data out there, that's definitely pointing to that and those shortages that occur. So maybe some um, businesses can be allowed to be vertically integrated, kind of start all of that and be a little bit more um, systematic in, in the way that they do it. So uh, every, every state's a little bit different. Um, businesses in Montana, they're going to be able to only cultivate, process, or retail if they choose. So companies will be able to purchase products on wholesale rather than just sell what they grow and manufacture. So some existing medical cannabis operators are changing their business model while uh, cannabis groups and entrepreneurs are building online wholesale e-commerce platforms to support and take advantage of that change. Washington State doesn't have that option. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's short-sighted. I've seen these options and some people only choose to grow or only choose to retail. And if you don't have the, the capital, you know, the investment to do it, find it. They, there's serious advantages of being vertically integrated, not only the investment that you're going to need um, in order to, to keep scaling and, and expanding, um, but it just makes more sense. 
if you look at the Colorado model, being able to uh, seed to sale makes a lot more sense, a lot more efficient, but it's also got its, if people at the retail shop um, ha have limited options, you know, there's that kind of protectionism. So, I mean, that's their own fault, but operations make sense to be vertically integrated from an investment standpoint it makes sense to have all of those licenses so if you do have the option grab all of them because it's worth it even if you don't necessarily use it if you can keep it not use it not have it be taken away get it it's going to be worth it to an investor looks like montana's a little bit worried about ingestion effects and delays you know there is um you know, nanotech that's going to eliminate the need to wait 40 minutes for that onset. So uh, not only is there a cap on THC flour of 35% and a cap on edibles at 100 milligrams per package, uh, but they're also putting that 20% tax on products. Um, and then uh, a delaying the use yeah, until January 1st. So I guess it was uh, originally slated for October 1st. It's been delayed. Hopefully they'll do it right. So Montana has about 55,000 registered patients and 437 dispensaries. There's almost 400 cultivators and a little over 200 processors. So they've got quite the numbers there. And they're going to get an 18-month head start on other uh, licensees. So all those medical businesses are going to get a year and a half uh, lead on anybody else. So that's going to be pretty nice for them. Let's take a look at an assessment of uh, the market and tax revenue potential of recreational cannabis. This came out in September of 2020. They're using data from 2018. Um, but, you know, it's all kind of a crapshoot. So we'll kind of see uh, what they anticipate. But it looks like um, sales in 2022 expect to be 187 million. Not quite that 325. I think this is much, much closer to reality. Whoever came up with these numbers versus, you know, the numbers we just came up with, 176 million by 2025. So um, interesting how the numbers start off strong and then they anticipate it coming down from 187 million in 2022 to 176 in 2026. Um, while non-residents, those sales go up, they basically triple from 30 to 83 million. So Montana's program is being modeled pretty much after um, Colorado's, I believe. Um, and it looks like Montana smokes more on average than most people in the nation, according to this survey, at least. So maybe they, um, maybe the locals can make up for some of the the excessive uh, expectations on some folks thinking 325 million, I'm thinking it's going to be closer to 180 million, you know, close to half of those expectations. In terms of frequency, um, you know, 35,000 people use it less than uh, one day a month and um, almost equal amount, 30, about 35,000 people use it every single day. So <laughs> it kind of, it's kind of all over the place. Montana's population is supposed to get bigger. More people are going to, I guess, move out there. I mean, we've seen Idaho with the pandemic, just kind of uh, Boise, Idaho exploding. I don't know if that's a permanent uh, change, but Montana looks like they're anticipating 
more and more people moving there in terms of uh, user population by year and frequency. I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but 50,000 50, people used it less than once uh, in 2020. Um, you know, that number is going to go up just a little bit by 2026, but not a lot. And there's still a lot of people using it, uh, you know, between less than once a month and every single day. Um, almost a, a million in population. That's not a lot for Montana. 816,000 people are that are 21 and over. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> So the heavy users are using about one and a half grams a day. Um, that's not too bad. You know, I might use twice that on a slow day. Uh, some of the light, lighter users are using a third of a gram a month. So again, it kind of ranges all over the place in terms of how much people are, if you're trying to expect or anticipate how much people are going to buy, you kind of have to look at these, these figures and determine you know, what, what your overall demand is going to be. Montana is expecting to sell about 30 to 32 tons of year total. Some of the medical cannabis card holders are going to be uh, helping out with a lot of that. I would imagine some of these are some of the heavier users that are using much, much more than uh, the regular folks. In terms of taxable cannabis sales, it's minuscule, 40 million by comparison to 140 million, 160 million by Colorado. Um, you know, the medical versus rec is just different. So medical 40 million rec, 180 million. And if Montana is expecting a lot to come from medical, it's just not, uh, there's not a lot coming from that side. And like we've mentioned in, in other regulated markets, when you have uh, rec, medical kind of goes away. So there's a, there's a huge difference there. Looking at high quality ounces, Oregon, the very bottom $210, you can get you know, outdoor sunflower for $19 an ounce in Oregon. I pay about $65 for an outdoor ounce, uh, you know, 19% THC, whatever, if, you're, if that's what you're looking at. US average, $319. That's like legacy. You know, that's like black market. Um, that's crazy. So they're expecting over in um, Montana to be around $268 bucks and in dc it's 595 man they're paying more than people in mexico are paying for california cannabis they pay about 500 in mexico for brands in in the california area the chart for tourists about 800,000 people coming in for tourism and that's where uh, montana is going to expect a lot of their revenue to come from if you look at nevada if anything goes wrong weather or you know viral bugs or whatever, all of those expectations are out the window. Nevada just got absolutely hammered. So if they're expecting two thirds of the revenue to come from tourism, uh, you better have a backup plan. So those tourists are expected to spend uh, anywhere from 2.7 million next year, all the way up to almost 10 million by 2026. So for the next half decade, we could see close to 30 million in additional spending if those tourism dollars actually come to fruition. Let's look at Saskatchewan just as a comparison on what we might see in total sales for the year. 152 million is what Saskatchewan had for the year. You're looking at anywhere from 12 to, or you know, 11 to maybe 15 million a month. 
for a total of around 152 million. Um, year over year sales growth, initially you're going to see as much as 100%. But uh, if the economy goes crazy, uh, you could you know, be down as much as 20% year over year um, if the economy is bad. If you don't have tourism, for example, in Nevada just got absolutely hammered. Um, you know, you would think that they would be down more than 3% year over year in December, but uh, Saskatchewan being kind of a, a, a smaller area, you know, similar to Montana, I think it's a fairly close comparison. You might see the average person spending about 45 bucks, um, you know, 43 to $48 on average per visit making around two to 300,000 visits a month for a total 2.8 million transactions for the year. And um, brand concentration, who knows? It could be like Pennsylvania where it's as much as 85% because they have um, uh, just a limited number of, of brands. But in uh, Montana, there's already, already 400 and something brand. So you might have 2000 SKUs um, and something similar to Washington. So you might see like a 20%, 25% uh, brand concentration, meaning the top, you know, uh, 10 brands are going to own one fifth of the entire marketplace. That's pretty normal. So uh, all in all, looking forward to seeing Montana kind of launch. And uh, if their expectations come to fruition, I don't know, we'll have to find out. You have to come back to Talking Hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.